Welcome to the Career Expresso podcast. I'm Amanda, career and leadership coach and founder of Amanda Owen Me and Consulting. It's my mission to help women navigate the workplace with clarity and confidence so they can get the careers they truly deserve. In each weekly episode, I'll be sharing actionable tools and strategies to help you be more successful and tackle some of those tough workplace topics. Whether you're early on in your career, returning from a break or stepping into your first leadership role, I'm here to help you take control of your career. Quite simply, it's work and careers done your way in the same time it takes to drink your morning coffee. Let's jump right in and get to work on the career you know you deserve. Welcome to episode 26 of Career Expresso. How many times do you find yourself saying that you should do something? I remember a mentoring session earlier on in my career when I was at a bit of a loss over a tricky project and it involved a fair slice of my own guilt, regret and probably a bit of self-judgment thrown into the mix. Needless to say, the word should feature quite heavily in this particular conversation. In today's episode, I want to look at why the word should can take away your career autonomy and place unhealthy levels of fear and worry at your door. And if you find should is a regular part of your workplace conversations, we'll look at three empowering alternatives that can help you overcome your shoulding habit. Let's start with a dictionary definition of the word should, which goes a little like this, used to indicate obligation, duty or correctness, typically when criticising someone's actions. And while the first bit sounds completely reasonable, what the heck is that second bit about again? Typically when criticising someone's actions, not good. I don't know about you, but that alone doesn't leave me feeling that great about myself. Critical is not really an identity I want to place on myself. The more I considered it, the more I came to appreciate that should probably wasn't that helpful. But one of the main issues with using the word should, it's only a single word after all. First off, you're not that accepting of reality when you use the word should. You're talking about things that you wish were so, but aren't, or vice versa. Whenever I slip into should mode, it's motivated by the lack of self-acceptance rather than a place of encouragement. When we tell ourselves we should be doing something, we are only serving to reinforce the idea that we're not doing it. You say to yourself, I should be making the effort to attend more networking events. The unspoken ending to this sentence is, but I don't. In the long term, when we tell ourselves or others that we should or they should be doing something, it's only serving to reinforce the negative and highlight what is not happening. Now, whilst I'm not going to pretend that removing should from my work vocabulary has been easy, or that I live a completely should-free life, I find it crops up a lot less these days. And with that, I have a greater sense of possibility rather than of guilt. Let's take a look at three examples of where should could hold you back at work and empowering alternatives you can try instead. Should and regret. I should have read the materials before I got to the first session of the conference. Now, where do those thoughts get us? Nowhere, unless you're the proud owner of a time machine that allows you to go back and do over whatever you're so upset about. It's just plain harmful otherwise. And if you've got a spare TARDIS in your office, please give me a shout and share the love. Rather than owning the choices that we make, we wheel out a should have and don't consider the toll that this can take on us. The word should gets into our head and steals your most precious resource, your time. Before we know it, we're wasting energy looking back on things that we can never change. So an empowering alternative. It is unlikely that I'm ever going to get round to pre-reading the materials before a conference. I am okay with that and instead commit to giving the speakers my full attention when I get to the event. Should and guilt. 
Tell me if this sounds a bit familiar to you. I should have spent more time with our new team member on her first day and invited her out to lunch. Our time commitments are literally bursting at the seams, and yet we still try and cram more into our lives and into our day. If this wasn't enough, we allow ourselves to wallow in guilt about somehow falling short. Next time this happens, it might be helpful to remember this fact from Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. We all know it. In 1975, full-time caregivers spent an average of 11 hours per week on primary childcare, which is defined as routine caregiving and activities that foster a child's well-being, such as reading and fully focused play. Today, full-time caregivers spend an average of 17 hours per week on primary childcare, whilst mothers who undertake paid work outside the home spend about 11 hours. Sambo concludes by stating, an employed mother today spends about the same amount of time on primary childcare activities as a full-time caregiver did back in 1975. Amazing, isn't it? We stretch ourselves to our absolute max. Then we feel guilty about not being able to stretch ourselves any further. Let's accept the known history as fact and take back control. Eliminating the word should does this for us. So an empowering alternative. Keep the words could, are and will in your workplace toolkit. These words indicate freedom, possibility and a level of certainty, whereas the word should is riddled with guilt. I will drop by our new team member's office tomorrow morning and offer to invite her to an industry networking event that I'm attending next week. See the difference between what we said at the beginning. Should and judgment. How many times have you said to yourself, I should have sent the email last week instead of today? Whilst this may be completely true, all it serves to do is leave us feeling lacking. When our internal narrative includes the word should, we're engaging in an active form of self-criticism. We're telling ourselves that we are not enough as we are. Self-rejection creates anxiety and stress in our minds and bodies, shutting down our brain's ability to problem solve and maintain attention on a new task. Empowering alternative. Give some thought to hearing the following message from someone who you really respect and admire. I'd like to see you send that email one week in advance of our meeting next time so we've got more time to prepare. This shifts the narrative to the choices we have control over in the future rather than what's gone on in the past. Are you satisfied with all the shoulds in your career? If not, take the word out and try replacing it with something you can take action on in the future. As ever, I'd like to leave you with this week's career coaching question. And this time, it's about the sense of regret that can come with the word should. Looking back, most of us wish we had done something differently in our careers. We spend just about one third of our lives at work. So there are bound to be some times where less than ideal stuff happened, we didn't make the right decision and we missed opportunities along the way. Try to see regret as a springboard for better decisions in the future and consider how you are investing your time and energy with this two part question. Do you have a clear understanding of what you want from your career? Followed by, have you formulated a plan to help you reach these goals? I'd love to know how you get on with this. And if you want to work on your career and progression, take a look at my new membership community, the Rise and Thrive Career Network. It's for women who want a fulfilling, well-paid job they enjoy that doesn't take over every moment of their lives. I'll pop a link with more details in the show notes. That's everything for today's episode. And thanks for listening to Career Expresso. Thanks for listening to the Career Expresso podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. 
It really helps my show to grow, not to mention giving feedback to make future episodes more useful to you. And don't forget to share the show details with your friends and colleagues. As ever, you can reach me on Instagram, LinkedIn, by email, and at amandaroemian.com. All of the details are in the show notes. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode too. And if you want to take control of your career, and maybe you're not sure how to get started, why not subscribe to my weekly Work Your Way newsletter? It lands in your inbox every Thursday lunchtime and shares careers and workplace tips that you can implement with ease. It's also the place where I preview new learnings, resources, and everything that will help you get your career back on track. Find the sign-up link in the show notes too. See you next week for a new episode of Career Expresso. Bye for now, career. And maybe you're not sure how to get started. Why not subscribe to my weekly Work Your Way newsletter? It lands in your inbox every Thursday lunchtime and shares careers and workplace tips that you can implement with ease. It's also the place where I preview new learnings, resources, and everything that will help you get your career back on track. Find the sign-up link in the show notes too. See you next week for a new episode of Career Expresso. Bye for now.